Exposure. Pulse 95 Live from Exposure at the Expo Center Sharjah. Yes, and we're back live right here at Pulse 95 Radio at the 7th edition of the International Photography Festival. This is day 7 means it's the last day for you to come by here to Sharjah Expo Center. There's a whole world of photography and filmmaking for you guys to see and do. It's an absolute wonder, which is why you don't want to miss out on it. It's an event that's still going to be going until 10 p.m. And Pulse95 Radio, me and Hani have the absolute privilege of getting a chance to talk with some world-class photographers, starting off with Jody Cobb. It's uh, my honor to introduce one of the most accomplished and groundbreaking photographers of our time. For four, for four decades, Jody has dedicated her life to capturing some of the most complex, impenetrable environments and cultures around the world through her lens. As a, Steve, as a staff field photographer for National Geographic, Jody has traveled to 65 countries, breaking gender and cultural barriers in her work. Her achievements are countless and has won numerous awards for her work and her photographs have been widely exhibited worldwide, even here at The Exposure. Uh, her exhibition titled, An Intimate Vision. Welcome to the show, Jody. Thank you, it's just so great to be here, thanks. So I wanna ask, is this your first time here at The Exposure? No, I actually came in 2017. Wow. And gave a talk, but I didn't have an exhibition. So and this is the grown, first time. It's grown so much since then. Yeah, it's absolutely crazy. Uh, I feel like with every year, they get bigger, they get more ambitious, they add new features. Like one of their uh, one of their new features is the Stage X live session, where it's just a little small open space for photographers or anybody in the industry, just industry experts, to share a little bit about their knowledge and small little mini lectures. Um, but I've gotten the chance to see your exhibition, An Intimate Vision. It's a collection of other galleries but the main focus is the Japanese geisha. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Um, yes, well I, I was the first photographer that was allowed inside their world. Uh, God. I, I six months over a three-year period um, photographing inside the geisha houses and myself in the in the world it was fascinating i think i think you were also the first woman a photographer to capture saudi women as well can you tell us a little about that experience because now there's been this massive shift in saudi arabia um uh, in terms of entrepreneurship in terms of their culture becoming a little bit more open and progressive you were you were there at a time when the culture was a little bit more timid and strict I was there in 1986. Wow. Okay. So, so <laughs> yeah. you can imagine how much it's changed. And yeah. I haven't had a chance to go back since then. I would really love to. I think you'll be honestly surprised by what has happened and what has changed in these years. It's honestly, even for us who are just a neighboring country, it's outstanding. So I want to ask you uh, a little bit more about your career and what, I mean, you've been doing it for a long time, but I want to start from the beginning. What really got you into it in the first place? Well, I actually grew up in Iran, um, and wow. my father was in the oil business, and so we, we lived in Abadan. Okay. And um, uh, I was there for five years, from third grade to high school, and we went back to the States, and I was just a stranger to my own culture, and ended up um, uh, as studying journalism because I thought that would be the best way to get back out into the world that I loved. And we'd been around the world twice by the time I was 12 years old. So it was, I had seen a lot of the world uh, 
by then. So, so I thought um, journalism, and then I discovered photography in school, and you know, like every photographer, it's love at first sight. So I decided to do that, make a career of it. Phenomenal. Um, also, I want to ask you a little bit more about because you you you've put yourself in in many different places, but they may have never been like, for example, Saudi. Um, they have never been maybe for at first welcoming, right? But uh, I want to ask you, like, have you ever found yourself being put in a dangerous situation, a, a place where you felt there was more challenge than you anticipated? Oh, many times. But the main the main difficult assignment that I did, it wasn't an assignment, it was my idea uh, to do a story on human trafficking back mm. when, um, before it was a, a really as well known as it is now. Um, so it was in 2002. And I went to, I spent over a year on the project and went to 12 countries uh, photographing every sort of trafficking that I could find. And it was incredibly dangerous and incredibly hard to do because I needed to photograph not only the victims and, and the saviors, the people trying to help, but also the traffickers themselves. So I had to find out where they, where they were and convince them to let me photograph them, which that's not easy, but it, it, that was difficult and dangerous. The main one was in Bosnia right after the wars. And, and that brings me to a question that I'm going to ask you is, how do you gain access to these communities? I mean, when it does come to the human traffic, how do you gain access? And what was it like, you know, working on the project as an experience wise? Uh, every situation is different in mm -hmm. terms of access, and mm -hmm. that's the main thing. You have to figure out how to find that access, mm -hmm. how to get that access, because that's the that's the key to the success of any project. Mm -hmm. So you, you, I did a tremendous amount of research uh, between each one, and I worked with International Organization of Migration, the United Nations, the FBI, um, uh, and especially NGOs, local NGOs in different countries who were working on the issues that I was um, photographing. I was doing um, uh, uh, agricultural debt bondage, uh, sex trafficking, um, organ selling, illegal wow. adoptions, you know, all those horrible situations. So each one was to find that exact person who could open the door and say, you know, this is this is what where it is. For, well, yeah. for someone who has tapped into some really dark places in our world and yeah, dark just dark traits of human of humanity, um, you, your work ha still has this ability to. I think it, it's really your touch to promote understanding and empathy, and I see it a lot in just a few of the imagery that you have here in the gallery. Which also, honestly, I think the exhibition doesn't do justice to almost decades of work that you do here. Uh, so I, I really want to ask, in a world that seems so grim and, and what you've captured all your life, how do, you, how do you keep yourself so stoic as a professional photographer? Um, well, that's the whole point. I'm a professional photographer. Mm -hmm. You know, it's my job to do that. So you have to sort of try to compartmentalize mm -hmm. uh, the, the emotions that you're feeling and the job that you're doing. Because I would... M many times I would just be crying all day, wow. you know, shooting through tears because, because it was so upsetting what I was seeing in the situations that I was in. Um, but I knew that 40 million people were going to be, be seeing my photographs. And of those people, there would be a lot of people who would be in a position to help mm -hmm. and to, to actually take action and, and, you know, work to actually save, or, or not save, but to... Um, um, Help, yeah. Yeah, help in, in that situation. 
Yeah, it, it is no doubt that you have very strong mental toughness and, you know, I applaud you for that. Now, obviously, you are someone to look up to. So I would like to ask you, what would you tell any aspiring, you know, photographers who come down to the Expo Center? What kind of advice would you give them? Um, well, first, you have to be as obsessed as I was mm -hmm. <laughs> about photography and about the world or about whatever it is that you want want to photograph. Um, you find the things that you um, that you either love or hate or think are beautiful and fantastic or things that you want to change. Mm -hmm. And those are the things that, those interests will sustain you through your entire career. Mm -hmm. um, so if you, if you sort of fig concentrate on finding those situations. But the most important, or one of the important things then too is that um, there are no staff jobs really anymore. So you're going to be your own business as mm -hmm. a photographer. So you better learn how to, some business skills or find the people who will do those for you. And another thing is to find your community, to find a group of, um, of photographers or editors and things to look at your work to, uh, to um, help you and inspire you. And finally, the one thing that, that I think is most important is to be nice. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, people want to work with people that, that help them do their job, make their life easier, easier. for them. So um, that's, uh, I, I, think, I think that's really critical. Nicely put. Yeah. And um, again, J J uh, Jody Cobb, one of the most influential people in the industry. I urge you to check out her exhibition titled An Intimate Vision, which, believe me, is just a fraction of the enormous amount of work that she has contributed to this profession. Jody Cobb, thank you so much for being here at Exposure. And uh, we, we wish to bring you here next year to show more of your work or even future projects as well. I yeah. would love to come back. So please bring me back. Yeah, we would love you to have, <laughs> we would love to have you on the show as well. And again, thank you for all your work and again shedding light on the subjects that do matter. Ladies and gentlemen, 4215. Let us know your guys' thoughts. We are taking a short break, but when we come back, we still got a lot of things happening.